Hello there, everyone. Welcome to and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're actually here in Philippines, and it's a mountain town about five hours north of Manila. In a couple of days, we're actually heading to Manila uh, because I actually got a couple of speaking engagement expo uh, all about being an expat here in the Philippines. Also, I'm going to be uh, speaking uh, all about my book, which about family travel in particular to South America and I'm super excited to release my first kids book uh, so, so if you're interested if you know it have a copy at uh, daddyblogger.com plus it's available on Amazon around the world you can get both the digital version a great book to read with your kids um, you know for young kids a great bedtime story and really encouraging uh, kids and of course, to inspire people from a young age. Uh, and uh, that's one of my favorite things to do is interview dads with a passion for travel. And I have a dad with a passion for travel on a show here too. He's uh, very unique in the type of travel he does. And out of uh, all of our podcast episodes, we have to 400 plus episodes. We have a topic of fly fishing yet. What took us so long? <laughs> 400 <laughs> episodes in and finally covering fly fishing. And travel, we want to cover all types of travel from historical to cultural uh, to camping to uh, RVing, uh, uh, travel. And even, uh, you know, covering these kind of things like uh, fishing trips. And um, I, I can't believe it's taken us that long. But an expert in this area, uh, he's an avid fly fisher. He actually has a website and a podcast. And a YouTube channel answer uh, this subject. And uh, the website is called wetflyswing.com. Once again, I'll repeat wetfly. Also, the podcast has the same name, wetflyswing.com. And uh, Dave, um, tell us how are you doing today? How are you doing today? Great, great. Yeah, great to have you. Uh... Great to be here, and I'm glad to connect with you. I'm definitely interested in that book you showed there. It's that's great stuff. As a father, I'm always interested in getting out more as well. So let's uh, firstly get to know you a little bit better before we go deeper into uh, you know fly fishing. Why don't you share a little bit more about yourself, your work, and anything else you want to share with our listeners and viewers here today? Yeah. Uh, so as you said, the uh, wetflyswing.com is the website, and I'm basically there trying to teach people, get uh, people that want to get into fly fishing or learn about the the sport, um, kind of learn them, uh, how to do it. And it's pretty simple. I actually, I'm going to set up a little uh, link for those that want to um, kind of get the basics here, and I'll, and I'll direct them to wetflyswing.com/nomad, and that'll be an easy way just to kind of give the the real beginner steps. So if you want to you know, just get started. You've never heard of fly fishing. I'll have a real simple guide there to, to get you going. Um, but yeah, I just love fly fishing. I've been doing it all my life. Uh, my podcast is really that season one was focused on steelhead fishing, but I'm going into season two now, which is going to be all about trout fishing. And, and I interview some of the, well, the biggest guests from, from all around the world that, that help people, you know, learn about fly fishing. So I just love it. It's a passion of mine. And now that I have two little kids, uh, two girls, four and six, that's kind of my next uh, challenge is to see if they, I can get them into it as well. Because I think, you know, camping and the whole life of fly fishing, the environmental ethic, it all just is part of it. 
and I think you know as a uh, as a father I want to share that with as many people as possible sounds exciting so let's start with I think uh, everyone knows what fishing is uh, you know uh, with the pole and trying to catch some fish with a bait uh, but tell within this kind of umbrella of fishing what are the different categories and where does fly fishing fall into the umbrella yeah yeah it, it's pretty interesting because fly fishing is really a pretty tiny niche um i've done some other stuff you know online and things like that and it, it's a really a pretty small community so uh, you know i think that it's starting to expand a little bit there's a little bit more diversity coming uh you know but in the past it's been you know pretty basic it's kind of been a you know however you want to call it kind of a uh a white male based uh you know sport but now that we're kind of in the you know where we are i think there's a lot more people getting interested in it and um you know there's a good you know especially with uh you know females and the kind of this women's movement and fly fishing i was just talking to a guest yesterday davy watton on my show and uh, we were talking about that that how it's it's growing and it's really good to see especially you know like i said having two uh, little girls this is a great thing um so yeah it's uh you know overall i guess you know, like I said, the best thing you can do if you want to get started is to probably connect connect with me at the the podcast might be the best place. You know, I'll have that link to the website, but the podcast is a good way where you can listen to some of the, the biggest names in fly fishing that are actually talking about how they have done it and how you can get started. And it's just basically it's a podcast focused on tips, tips and tricks and things like that. And from the, my audience, they really love, you know, just going, getting down to it and learning about, you know, if you want to learn about trout fishing or West Slope cutty fishing, which is our different species you can target. Um, but it's really diverse. There's a whole range of things you can do. I mean, you can target with fly fishing now. You can go out and fish for tarpon or bonefish, and uh, you know, people or different species. Pretty much, you name it out there, you can catch it with the fly. So it's you know, it's not that much different from fishing. You know, with fishing, you're casting out a lure or some bait. The only difference with fly fishing is is your. Um, yes, I can pull out a couple of flies here. With fly fishing, you're casting a fly, which is. Uh, you know, basically a little fly. So you tie these, and this is part of the fly fishing. You tie this on, it's a little synthetic, you know, hook with the fly, but you're imitating bugs. And that's kind of the cool thing about fly fishing is that you're actually trying to imitate the bugs that are living in the stream. And, you know, so it's a little more, there's a little more to it. There's a whole um, part of the niche, you know, uh, entomology, which is the study of aquatic insects. So with fly fishing, it's a lifelong learning process. And there's no end to it. You know, you, you can start out. You don't have to know much. I want to, you know, make that clear that you don't have to be an expert. You can start with very basics and, and anybody can start it out that you can be casting, you know, today. But you can take it as far as you want. You can spend, you know, I know people that spent their entire lives doing it. Well, I guess like I have. And there's still a ton that I can learn. Um, so it's just, I think that's probably the, I think that's why people love it. And that's kind of what separates it from regular fishing where, you know, you're not just putting on a worm or whatever and casting. You're actually you know, you're learning about all this other stuff. Summary of what it is, uh, you know, uh, fly is flying, uh, but also uh, the actual fly. So there you go. Uh, learning something new on the podcast here. So you're U.S. fishing. Uh, where are some hotspots um, in terms of fly fishing, in terms of uh, the U.S. and Canada? Where from uh, where you can go fly fishing 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm actually right now I'm in Oregon, so I'm on the west coast of the US and you know, there's a ton of good fishing out here. I mean, really you could fish throughout the entire country. It just depends on what species you want to go for. You know, if you want to go for trout species, you know, the west coast is good. There's Montana is a very big name. That's a destination town. Uh, destination uh, a city. Um, there's lots of stuff on the East Coast, uh, Canada. So, I mean, just within the U.S., I mean, you can travel, you know, within, you know, not far from home and get to fishing. If you want to go for bass, bluegill, lots of the sunfish, there's plenty of warm water places you can, uh, you can go and catch those. So, you know, there's no restriction. Uh, if you kind of talk about destination, then there are some places that maybe have better fishing for different species. Um, you know, if you want to go for, like I said, if you want to go for for trout, um, maybe Montana is is a good place to go. If you want to go for steelhead, you might want to go up to uh, to British Columbia. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of uh, you know, and and that's just in this country worldwide. You can go now. There's destination towns all around the world where people are. There's um, you know companies that are specifically guided to bring people to these destination places. So that might be in the Bahamas or. You know, you name it. I'm sure in the Philippines, there's you don't hear a lot about the Philippines, but I'll bet you there's some fish out there somewhere that people probably could catch with a fly. Yes, there you go. Now I'm going to be on the lookout. <laughs> I, I haven't done fly fishing yet. Uh, a total rookie at this. I want to actually learn. I wish I was uh, back in British Columbia because then I would have uh, made my way down to Oregon and we could have gone together. But who knows that happened in the future but now that i'm in the philippines i'm going to actually keep my lookout and seeing if i can uh, uh, get involved with fly fishing on a local basis here what would you say like besides the u.s and canada are there any major global hotspots uh, that is famous uh, that maybe some of your dream destinations mm -hmm. flying get unlimited uh, funds where would you go fly fishing right now that's that's a good question. That's something I have started to ask my guests because I'm going getting ready for another season of my show as well, which is going to be destination interviewing experts from around the world, uh, you know, hitting these destination spots. So, yeah, there are a bunch. I mean, I could tell you, I mean, kind of out there randomly, Mongolia, there's some there's some amazing fish out in Mongolia. You wouldn't think of that. So there's uh, kind of that's a destination spot. Um, Argentina. Patagonia is a big one down there fishing for these cedar-run brown trout, which just can be, you know, just gigantic. So that's, and obviously the weather. So I'm kind of like thinking, I've done a lot of the northern stuff, you know, some of the Canada and Alaska, obviously, is a destination place. If you want to, you know, go for everything up in Alaska, that's definitely a uh, recommended. But I, my next one is south. I want to, I live in a place where, you know, it's pretty rainy and uh, I want to get uh, down to the uh, the tropical stuff. So probably for me, I think, Argentina might be the first place, but there's fishing in Costa Rica. Um, like I said, the Bahamas, uh, there's fishing over there. There's, you know, it's pretty much, you know, like I said, there's no limit to it. But for me, I would start with, uh, I would start with South America. That would be my first destination. And I think the cool thing is some of these areas you can get and probably live for, like, you know, a lot cheaper um, than you can in, in the U.S. So I'm, I'm excited to maybe explore some of that. If I can get the family down there as well, that's a, that's a perfect situation. beginning of our show i mean we were in south america and of course uh, south america is famous for the rivers and uh all of the beautiful nature the Am uh, patagonia as you mentioned so uh i need to actually include some uh, fly fishing into some of my illustrations so uh, I'm, I'm getting excited the more i talk to you about uh, the sport so uh yeah. in terms of fly fishing in terms of beginners just like me you know hand up in the people who are beginners who have never ever tried it i've done uh, general fishing off a boat uh but in terms of uh, fly fishing i haven't done 
it what would you say are the beginners uh nuggets of wisdom mm -hmm. yeah so i think you know i mean I, I like to break it down pretty simply in what you need um the first off you need the gear right so you gotta you have a, a you have to get a fly rod and a fly reel and with a um and with a fly rod you get a line so that's the line that you actually cast you know so when you're when you're casting a fly rod, that's the difference is like normally with a, a spin rod, you're just going to cast, right? You're going to take it and cast out with a fly rod. You're actually, you've got this line that you're casting in the air. So the first thing is getting the gear. Once you get that, then you need to learn to cast, right? So that's the next step. So there's a ton of information. And like I said, I'll link there at, uh, at the Nomad uh, link that I mentioned earlier. I'll put a link to a couple of videos there that are kind of casting for beginners. But there's a lot of stuff online you can find. I have stuff. Uh, but that's the next step is casting, right? And casting can be as much as, you know, people are casting 170 feet, if you can imagine that. I mean, there's these crazy experts that are just doing these huge casts, but a lot of times you can catch fish within 20 feet of your feet, right? So you don't have to be an expert caster as well, but you got to learn the basics of, you know, timing and, and casting. So that's kind of the next step. Uh, and once you get there, you just learn your river, you know, which, where are you at? You know, if you're, in Philippines or South America, wherever, which species, that's the next thing. So if I'm going for brown trout and I'm going down to a trip in Patagonia, then what flies do I need to bring? You know, and, I'm, and I showed one earlier, this, this woolly bugger, which is a pretty common. You could probably catch fish all around the world. In fact, this is a good fly I picked out randomly, but this is just a black woolly bugger. And if you had to pick one fly to fish for the rest of your life to catch all species, this, this might be the one. Um, it's, it, you know, it imitates a leech. It can imitate um, other fish. It can imitate bugs. So um, that's the next thing is getting the flies. And there's a lot of local knowledge. You can go online and, you know, if anybody has questions, they can send me a message, you know, directly, that sort of thing. But you find out where you're going and then you find a local contact if you can or somebody that knows the area and ask them, okay, what do I need for flies? And where, and where do I go? And that's the next thing. And you're on a river. Where do you go to find the fish? So you can get in that whole process of like, okay, where are the fish? Once you get to the river, are they under this rock or under this tree? And that whole process. And again, you can start to see how it's this learning process. And you don't have to make it crazy um, confusing um, because you could just grab a rod and go out there to anywhere in the river and make casts and catch a fish. Uh, but those are some of the basic things you have to know to, to, get, um, to get going. Awesome. Uh, fly fishing. So in terms of the actual fly, um, is it always a plastic fly? Or sometimes do you use live flies? Or, or you I know there's no such thing as a stupid question, so I had to ask it. That's a great question. No, I love that question. Uh, so yeah, so they're all artificial, you know, and these flies are all made. And that's the other cool thing about the flies. I mean, you can get, again, the history. I mean, I was talking to, like I mentioned, Davey Watton, who's been doing this for like 60 years. And he was talking about how fly fishing began in England, right? So back in the UK, it started in England and they tied flies based on which animals they had. These are all feathers from animals, right? So these are all chicken feathers that are dyed. There's some synthetics in them as well, but a lot of this is animal, right? So it's like you might pluck a bird feather off of a, of a duck and use that to tie the wing on a fly and go catch a fish. So you can just see how cool it is that, you know, if you're a duck hunter, you might go, you know, shoot a duck, eat the duck, and then take the feathers and tie a bunch of flies and then go catch fish on it. So, so it's all artificial, you know, but you're using natural feathers and stuff. So it's this really cool, and you can take the levels. You can see I have a whole fly tying channel. I teach people how to tie flies as well. So that's a a big, I have an online course where I teach people step-by-step -step tying flies, which is a whole nother thing, right? But it's all artificial, it's all, uh, or it's all natural. There are some artificial, but it's nothing bait, you know, nothing live. 
uh, so there's a fusion element with the uh, feathers and also the the plastic fly. Mm -hmm. So in terms of fly tying, um, tell us, uh, but maybe give us a quick teaser. Uh, what are the the key steps in terms of? Uh, it's a tongue. Yep. Twister, but tie. I was gonna say flying a tie, tying a fly. I know. It is so funny because new people, it's like flying a tie or tying a fly. Even you know, even I have family members that are you know. I mean, it's kind of in-law sort of thing that still, you know, say it backwards. But uh, no, it's uh, it's there is a, there can be a lot to it again. But you know, I'll break it down very simply. I've got my vice and stuff around here. But you need so again. Here's the finished product. This little and I'm not sure how well you can see that, but this is a little woolly bugger. It's got a hook. It's basically got a hook, and this has a bead on it. There's a lot of different flies, but essentially you get a hook, and you get a, a vice is the thing that holds the hook. So you put it in your vice, and then you have a thread that you wrap around it. So you basically are just Putting the material on, then wrapping thread around it, and then building your way up to the to the front as you go. Um, and again, like, there's tons of online videos about fly tying. You can just Google up, you know, fly tying, and you'll see a bunch of how to do it um, really quickly. Um, but yeah, my video, I have a like I said, the step by step course. I'll, I'll put a link on. I call it it's the fly tying mentor. That's the name of my online course. So um, I basically mentor people, you know, and and so if you want to. If you want to just go to YouTube and see people tying flies, tons of that. If you want to get the actual step-by-step -step instruction, which isn't out there, that's the unique thing about my course is that there's not a lot of people who have put online from beginning to end how to get started beginning. And I think that's where my, that's kind of my unique selling proposition is that you can find a lot of old books and things like that of people doing it. But as far as the new age online stuff, a lot of it is YouTube. And you know, one of the issues with YouTube's can be that it's just so much information. It's like overload, right? So I like to keep it simple. You get your hook, you get your vice, which holds the hook, you get your material and a pair of scissors, and you can tie a fly. I mean, I could sit here right now and just hold this hook and actually wrap materials on it and call it good, right? I mean, it wouldn't be as nice as if I had all the tools, but you could do it. There you go. And if you're listening to just the audio, we're on directories. Make sure you watch our video version. We have all of our podcasts as a video cast as well on YouTube. So then you'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about. He's actually doing great demonstrations here live on the podcast video cast uh, for all of our listeners and viewers. Uh, so in terms of your wet fly swing, I, again, I'm being honest. I didn't actually know the term before we did this interview. I aren't familiar with the term either. So maybe you can define what it is, what wet fly swing. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make it uh, kind of short and sweet. There's a bunch of different techniques with fly fishing, and it's just a, a type of uh, technique. So what it, what it means is it means casting your fly out into the river, basically across and letting it swing down stream. So it's cast, it's you're, you've got this little wet fly. This is, again, back to this fly, this woolly bugger. This is kind of a wet fly. It's going to sink down below. There's a whole thing of like whether you're catching fish down below the surface, whether you're on top of the surface. You might be imitating a, a flying bug, right, that's actually landing on the surface and laying eggs. So that's a dry fly, but this is kind of a wet fly. So the wet fly swing is just fishing it down underneath the surface and swinging the fly. You could also cast upstream and you know that wouldn't be a wet fly swing, that'd be just fishing upstream. Um, but specifically with mine, it gets into steelhead fishing and a technique in steelhead fishing that most people do is swinging flies. And, and that's the wet fly swing. So that, in essence, you can probably Google up uh, videos for steelhead fishing and see plenty of people fishing the wet fly swing. And I'll, and I'll just show you really quick. This is a steelhead fly. I'll just show you there's differences in flies. 
Um, probably can't see that very well, but that's a little steelhead fly. So you can see it just looks different, right? It's got some pink, it's got some flash. So there's a there's thousands, right? There's hundreds of thousands of different fly patterns out there, and uh, it's just whatever you want to get into. And, uh, of course, we've been focused mostly on a beginner's guide, uh, people who are like uh, pretty much uh, totally new to the sport. Uh, fisher, and they want to take the fly fishing to a whole nother level. Uh, any suggestions, any advice for improving the fly fishing? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's, again, <laughs> you know, pro promo, uh, promoting my own stuff. But, you know, the podcast uh, that I have is pretty much that's what it's all about because I'm interviewing the biggest guests from around the world. I mean, if you literally look at the people I've had on in season one and, and season two, the people I come up, they're the they're the oldest people that have been around. They're, they're the new ones, but they're the biggest people. They're the ones that are the experts around the world. And if you want to get tips from the experts, I've got them on the show. And there are a few other podcasts. There are great podcasts out there that do, you know, kind of do similar things. So there's lots of, um, well, I wouldn't say lots, but there's probably a good 10 or so uh, fly fishing podcasts that are really great. Uh, mine's, mine's just one of them in there. So that's one thing. Uh, the next level, uh, step it up, is really just getting some mentoring or help, right? I mean, you could always pay a guide if you want to pay somebody to actually go out and take you on the river. That's probably, you know, the best tip if you had a little extra money and you want to do that. My whole website is based on the people that don't want to pay a guide and they want to learn how to do it without, you know, paying that extra money on, uh, you know, because guides can be expensive depending on where you're at. So I say the next level is that, yeah, listen to my show. You can get some tips there if you want to take it past that. Maybe a guide, um, you know, some one-on-one -on -one sort of coaching. There's lots of teachers and things like that. But, yeah, any questions you have, again, definitely reach out to me, and I'll, and I'll help you get started. Covering uh, a lot of the technical details about how to get started, how to uh, tie a fly, uh, uh, prove it. So at the end of the day, it's all about the stories, the experiences, the memories, and of course, uh, you probably have a lot of them. So, so I do my favorites. I mean, some amazing, uh, you know, fly fishing trips you've done. Uh, any kind of uh, less memorable uh, things that have happened after one? Uh, what? Let's okay. Let's start with a good one. And then, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been, yeah, good and bad trips. It's funny because with steelhead fishing, which is what I've done a lot of the last, you know, 10 years, especially, you can fish, it's called, some people call it the fish of a thousand casts, right? Because you could fish for, some people fish for a long time without even, without even hooking a fish, right? So this is this crazy extreme version. So steelhead fishing is kind of an extreme version, but, um, so I do have a little, probably a bad trip on that, uh, that I can find, but I'll, with the good, with the good one first, um, I was on, interviewed on a podcast, the Telltale Fisherman, where I talked about a trip I had up in British Columbia, which was amazing. And uh, it was basically a remote trip into this canyon that had we had never been to. I'm a big whitewater boater as well. So we had a raft. We had all of our gear for 10 days. It was basically a remote wilderness trip into the, a canyon we've never been into down in the class three and four whitewater. And the whole idea was to get into some of the largest steelhead in the world. So we basically put our lives on the line to find these fish, which no, nobody else we realized would even go into this canyon because it was so remote. So that, that's an amazing story, and we survived in just a trip of a lifetime, and that was up in northern Canada, almost Alaska. But, you know, a trip that I, you know, for this one, um, 
I, I've done some trips up to Alaska and I did a trip up there where I spent um, a month and a half up in the middle of nowhere again. I think that's for me, that's what I go for is these trips like put me out in the middle of nowhere with the mosquitoes and the bears and, you know, and where I can't find any, any other humans and I'll be happy. So <laughs> this was up in the, off of the, like way up in Northern Alaska, off of the, um, the Kuskokwim rivers, which is like over the Yukon essentially. So we were fishing tributaries up there, but we were, we, I flew into Bethel, Alaska. We took a jet boat, three hour jet boat ride up river into the middle of nowhere and hopped into a camp, which was surrounded by electric fences. So the grizzly bears wouldn't get us. And I spent a month and a half up there just fishing for uh, salmon. And, uh, and it was absolutely amazing. Had all sorts of stories from that, um, including a bear that stole my backpack, um, when I was out there fishing. Um, so yeah, that, that's my, you know, that was my, that's a great story though. A great memory. Um, as far as a, a, a bad story, you know, of course, none of the trips are bad because even, even if you have bad fishing, you've still got the stories of being around your friends and the great stories there. But yeah, I mean, I've had a plenty of stories. I mean, God, actually this, you know, even recently the last couple of years, I know I've had a couple, like I said, steelhead trips where, you know, we didn't get any action or, or we had, you know, pretty slow trips. So those are the ones that are, that can be tough because, um, you know, didn't catch a lot of fish. Uh, but, but other than that, I mean, it's most of the trips and that's the great thing about fly fishing and really fishing in general is that it's, it's more than just the fishing. It's about the whole experience. So amazingly, there's actually a bear in Alaska who's full your gear. Amazing, amazing. Uh, thanks for sharing the, those uh, stories. Uh, you know, of course, well, like any, any travel, you're always going to have bad, and you usually see only the good of the social media. So it's good to hear these kind of fun stories as well. Uh, so the business side of things, uh, on our show, we obviously focus on uh, digital nomadism, work and travel, work and travel. And you've done an amazing job of turning into profit. Uh, and a lot of people want to do that. So I want to unpack how you've done this. Uh, when did it go from being a passion, which obviously, but when did it go from being a passion to actually monetizing it, generating income, doing coaching, online courses, books, uh, etc. Profit journey. Yeah, no, it's a great question. This is actually the first time I've ever answered this kind of on, you know, online sort of thing. And it, it's um, so you know, in a, in a nutshell, long story short, sort of thing. I mean, in 2014, I had my second kid, right, and. Um, and it just got me going. I realized that my day job, which I love, you know, I love kind of the, the stuff I was doing. Um, it wasn't paying the bills. And I got into online. I just learned about online business, right? Just started researching. Pat Flynn was one of the first guys I started following. And, and uh, yeah, I just got into it. And slowly over time, I mean, I still struggle. There's still definitely things I want to do. And the fly fishing thing I'm, I'm building, it's kind of a newer part of it. It's something I'm continuing to work on. Um, but one of the challenges there with the fly fishing, it's such a small niche. But um, I've actually, you've probably, I think you've even done some podcasts on it. I've, I've made uh, quite a bit of money uh, selling through basically FBA on Amazon, selling different products there. So I learned about that business model a couple years ago, um, you know, through some other people and started getting into that. So I, yeah, so that's, a, that's where a bulk of, of that uh, revenue comes from online. And, and the Amazon model, you know, no question there's people making you know, whatever, tens of millions of dollars and doing the digi digital nomad lifestyle. I know it's, it's doable for me. It's a little, um, I think, um, uh, you know, I th just the fly fishing is more of my passion and that's why I'm slowly trying to transition into that. And if I, if I can find a way to maybe, you know, sell, get some physical products and things like that, that might work out. But 
there is a little bit on the physical product side where you have, you know, there's a, a definitely a lot of work there and it's, it's not for everybody. So I can tell you that I know a lot of people have done great, but I'm, I'm slowly kind of starting to transition away from some of the physical product stuff. And I would love to get just more online. Like it's interesting because my flight time course actually has a physical end as well. I send out material boxes, right? So I have online step-by-step -step course instruction, but I also deliver, I mail a box of flight time materials with all the, you know what I mean? So there is some physical stuff there, but I slowly want to get into a point where it is all online, where I have these courses that are just, you know, basically coming through my webinar and that whole series and learning about the, you know, my products and things like that and, and doing it uh, via online. I haven't got there fly fishing again, because I think it is such a small niche. Um, but with the other stuff, it's been, you know, to answer your question, it's mostly been people can go just Google up, you know, Amazon FBA and or look at some of your podcasts. I think you had one. If there's a way to make money on, on our show, uh, we cover it of uh, everything from physical services, uh, uh, you know, the things you mentioned, like, yeah, FBA, uh, online courses, uh, uh, coaching, fly sponsors for your podcast. Uh, so there's definitely is a lot of um, ways that you can monetize your passion. Uh, obviously, you've uh, gone through that typical entrepreneur entrepreneurial stress and I feel like giving up and we've all been there uh, so tell us about uh, if uh, you know what many of our listeners want to make this transition from a regular job to uh, online and, uh, it doesn't have to be traveling around the world it could be just spending all these kids right? advice would you give to someone who's thinking of making that shift uh, in terms of uh, they're working a regular corporate job and they want to follow their passion, but they don't know how to turn that passion to profit to replace their business in uh, their work income. Any, any advice you can give uh, that person who's listening and wondering and pondering and uh, wishing they could do what you've done? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question because it is, you, you're right on. There's going to be, and like I said, I'm still not there. You know, I mean, there's been tons of failures and I'll have plenty more failures along the way, but I, I think that that's one tip, you know, you love to, if you haven't heard that one yet, but, you know, I think a lot of people get into it and they get, maybe even get started and then give up because they hit some roadblock. And I think that's the thing you got to realize is that those failures are just part of the journey. And, and I think somebody early on told me that when I first got started, they're like, you know, um, enjoy the journey because it's not about the final destination. It's about, you know, the journey along the way. And so, yeah, I think um, just understanding that, you know, just get started. That's the other thing I would say. Don't try to put too much into it. I mean, you can go out. There's so much information out there, and that part is part of the struggle because where do you start? But find somebody good that you know can get you going. And and again, it, it might be yourself with all the podcasts, learning about that. It might be like I said, I started with Pat Flynn, who's a an amazing guy. You know, I met once. He's you know does a lot of great stuff about teaching people about affiliate marketing. And I have a affiliate site as well. I have a website where I make affiliate earnings. I have another guy who's basically running that site now. So I think diversity is another thing. I'm just kind of speaking as I go, but, you know, try to not have all your eggs in one bucket necessarily, you know, trying to stay diverse. So if things, you know, happen, you've got other businesses, if you can do that, that's a good thing. But, you know, just getting started, I say, just, just get going. Um, just, just start something. There's so many ways to make money online. You know, that, that might be FBA. If, if you find FBA, I'm a big podcaster. So there's, a, it seems like there's a podcast for everything out there. And that's how I got going with my podcast. Two years ago, I said, I'm addicted to podcasting. I love it so much. I'm just going to start my podcast in two years. I set that goal. And you know what? 
it happened. And I think that's another good thing is that goal, set a goal. You know, I think all the, all the um, people that have been successful in life have set goals for the most part, right? So set that goal. If that means just making $100 online, that's great. If it, you know, maybe it's 1,000, maybe it's 10,000, whatever it is, try to set those goals and, and just start. Um, I, think that's, I think that's the best advice I can give because there's so much information out there. And, and that's helped me um, you know, along the way. I just got started. And again, like the FBA, I, I just started. A lot of my friends didn't do it. And, you know, and, and maybe it's good or bad, but I, I made some money and I learned. I, that's probably the biggest thing I learned about along the way. Get started. I love uh, you're gonna try and you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail multiple, multiple times, and then eventually you start figuring out it might just be 50, 100, 200 here and there, but it's working. Let's focus more on building this stream and follow the octopus model where you're in the octopus and you're having your tentacles reaching out to. Let's do some coaching. Let's do online courses and let's do some uh, uh, Kindle books. Let's do some Amazon sales and let's uh, do a YouTube ad rep. Uh, you start generating this income from multiple different streams and it might be small. It might be that uh, from each stream. But if you add them up, you're going to go from a couple hundred here and there to a couple thousand and then build those up. So, uh, you, you know, I think that I've interviewed um, on my show has a diversified income uh, portfolio. Uh, they follow the work income. That's another way it was quilt of your income and you have all this, uh, you know, kind of patches. So patchwork income or remote income. So in closing, Dave, uh, what is uh, your vision for the future? Uh, obviously, you are a family guy, a dad of two young and this business. Uh, what do you, where do you see your uh, business, your life, your family going? Uh, let's pull out the crystal yep. ball and uh, uh, forecast the future. I've got a, I've got a great vision of it, and it's uh, I don't know. Right now, it seems a little extreme. Although there's people like yourself and people around the world doing it, but for me, it's all about you know, it's building something where I can do more traveling. You know, not only around the you know North America, but around the world. And and I want to you know that's pretty much my goal. So I'm going to listen to more of your podcast. I'm going to listen more of the the travel hacking podcasts and things like that. But I want to get to a point where I can get my business where it's just, you know, it's functioning where, like I said, I'm slowly getting away from some of the physical products I have and it's all essentially online. So we can just, you know, pick up and say, Hey, we want to go here for a month or, or two months or whatever with the family, you know, hop in and go for it. And just, you know, kind of, I guess that's the digital nomad, right? I mean, I guess that's my, that, that's my goal. I mean, that's what I want to do. And that's, Right now, I'm kind of saying it out for the world to hear. I, I haven't done it. I'm not quite where you're at, you know, which is amazing. And, um, you know, I want to get there. I want to take my fly rod, throw in my rod and my four-piece in the pack in the bag and just have it and fish around the world and, and travel with the family and do great stuff. That's my vision. I want to build a business that will put me there so I can do it. this question of my guests because then they can actually listen to this audio interview in two years, in five see that that vision unfold it might not be exactly the way they declared it uh, you know to the iTunes universe but uh, it will the more you declare it like for example with me I have this big vision to visit every country in the world and that wow. seems like such a 
in 93 countries. You have three young kids. But I declare it over and over in, the, in my book, you know, A Family's Journey to Visit Every uh, on my, my blog, declare it on my YouTube channel, declare it on my social media, declare it to sponsors who are listening right, right now, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I declare it to the universe and uh, to all ears that want to hear. And, and uh, I know... I, I, the more I declare it, the more I actually believe it. And the more you believe it, uh, that belief will turn into action as well. Well, law of attraction. But I do believe in, you know, action and, uh, you know, changing mindset. And then, uh, you know, uh, the, this is kind of a, a where you change action, change mindset, mindset changes into action, and it go, it's a kind of a loop. Uh, so, uh, for Fly for Philippines. Where else? I look forward uh, to finally. Yeah, thanks, Ricky. I uh, appreciate you uh, having me on here, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll provide a link. I said, like I said, at wetflyswing.com/nomad with just some information there to help people get started. And, and I'm, I appreciate you uh, calling me out here and and holding me on on the uh, on the hook here to. To make sure I uh, get that vision uh, completed, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep in touch with you because I'm going to be consuming your information as well and and sharing what you have going. So I just want to thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Literally, the fly on the hook with the fly <laughs> on the hook on the hook, my friend. So yep. thanks, Dave. Uh, so once again, uh, Dave's website is wet fly swing. Eat it, wet fly swing dot com. And from wetflyswing.com, uh, you'll check out all of his left a lot of resources. And if you wanted some more personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching, he can do that. He can do that for you. If you wanted the, the course as well, the Nomad link, um, um, and I'll have all of those links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right below. Um, and also, uh, you can uh, find out those links on the show notes. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Uh, thanks, and make sure you follow us along as well. All about family travel. So thanks, everyone. Happy travels. Thanks.